This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome into the happy hour, everybody. 501 is the time. It's Chris Sello. It's Tony Gwynn Jr. It is Matt Scraby. And if you like this program, we appreciate that. And there's more of it after the show is over. That's right. The brand new Scraby experience. Gets underway at six o'clock. Wait, 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 what was your new the new one you came up with? My new name, the Scraby Chronicles. Scraby Chronicles. Do you know that that was the original name of Seinfeld? The original name was the Seinfeld Chronicles. That would have worked. No, that, it wouldn't. that's what it was called. It, that would have worked. You could have called it. that show probably whatever you wanted to. It would have. I think it would have been funny. People would it have was still funny. watched. Uh, Scraby takes over his very own show. It just started a couple of weeks ago. He talks about all kinds of subjects. What would you hit on yesterday? I talked about I am Eagle. No, 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 no. no the little uh, the little vacuum thing that cleans your house. Oh, yes. And spies on the you. The only place in San Diego you will find on Sports Talk, Conspiracy Roomba Talk. You, you, yeah, you well, already that's, know. That's, well, most of us who do Sports Talk try to talk about sports. This is why it should be called the Scraby Chronicles. Because you do crazy stuff It came like up that. out of nowhere in the conversation. How, with, how did that come up? Uh, well, because like, I was sport were you talking no, because about I was railing against up. Amazon for for taking over the world and because they're going to be bailing out Diamond Sports, and so I think it's ridiculous that they're able to continue to grow even though it's a complete monopoly. But that's besides the and point. And that led you to uh, because Roomba Amazon conspiracies. <laughs> because I said Amazon one day is going to make you pay with your soul, and so they already are getting the outline, the uh, the layout of your houses because they have they bought Roomba. And I, I I believe it's Ruba, but they have a vacuum that is theirs, and it's like an automated vacuum, and it's tracking where it goes in the house, and it's sending Amazon your your blueprint to your house, so that when they need to take this over, is, this is they a, can. this is the this is the theory in in yeah, yeah. oh yeah, this, yeah, none of this is factual, <laughs> absolutely none of it is factual. I don't trust Amazon. For one second, I believe that they so are. So you get no Amazon things delivered to your house. No, but other people get like millions of them, and I'm like, "Will you please stop using?" It? That's not true. I ordered Amazon last week. <laughs> exactly. Weekend. So be quiet. I must say that too. every time I need something, it's the first place I go. I I can't. I'm sorry about that, but I do. We're don't, we don't are apologize. part of the problem. We are part of the problem. And you're you're pointing at yourself. Rob they got said, a good. They got a good company and a good product. Mailman. They no, feel a need. No. Rob on the chat says Amazon equals Skynet. 
And that is correct. The fictitious thing in Terminator that takes over oh, the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I had this. Sounds like you and Rob ought to reconvene about an hour from right now when the Scraby Chronicles <laughs> actually start. Uh, so my daily gripe last night was <laughs> oh, he just you do, forges. You do this, you he do just this, forges right on. <laughs> you do yeah. this every Notice day. That? Yeah. The daily yeah. gripe. Oh, I got plenty. Yeah. Got what plenty. was your daily gripe last night? I feel like this one was a good one, but last <laughs> night or uh, over the weekend, I got a text and it infuriated me because this person is always doing this, but all they sent was, hey, and I didn't see it for like two hours. I'm like, what do you want? So like you just said, hey, and this, this, this fires you up because you don't like the one word because greeting. when you're texting someone and you have a question or you need something, just go with it in the original text. You don't want to have the small talk over text. No, I definitely don't. And I the can, other thing that really gets me that. going is uh, when someone says, just sends, I have a question. Ask me the question. <laughs> they need like, for you to go, what's your question? <laughs> thank you, Tony. It's like it's, I, can, it's, I can get on board with that you. one. So that's I can get on board right with that one. Chris, does that bother you? Check your phone. Oh, God. <laughs> did he, did he, he just, I'll show it to the camera. He just said, uh, oh, it's trying to change because it's like what? It says, hey, thank you, Chris. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Uh, Josh Hader looks like he's on the target or on the, in, in the bullseye of the Houston Astros currently. They seem to be the leader at the moment, according to reports. Former Padre closer could be headed to Houston. But Scraby brought this up earlier, something I don't think many of us knew. Apparently, Josh Hader could have been an Astro as early as last year's trade deadline. Yeah. The Astros owner <laughs> admitted that the Astros were interested in trading for a Padre starter and reliever. The owner wouldn't say who, but most of us, I mean, I don't think he was trying to trade for Tim Hill. <laughs> so it was probably Blake Snell and probably Josh Hader. Yeah. But apparently the Padres never really put them on the uh, the, the, the tough on the uh, market, so that didn't happen. But now the Astros say they're interested in Hater at this moment. The tough so. part for AJ at that time, because remember, deadline is what the first of August, right? Right. It, we didn't know whether the Padres the, the, were going to compete the, it, or not. Right. They weren't far enough out of it to be like, okay, let's punt. Yeah. But they 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 were close enough to, to that they could go on a run, and that's what everybody kind of hoped would happen. So makes sense that. Uh, Hater and Blake didn't move, but I will say this is the first team that has made a lot of sense to me. The Astros, Astros. they have Ryan Presley, but they lost two or three of their setups. Lost Naris. Naris went on somewhere in free agency, and uh, Kendall Graveman, Graveman, who was going to be one of their eighth inning guys, got hurt. Apparently, he's out for the season season already. So the Astros could be looking for something here. Yeah. Uh, Might pay off Stinec, for Hader. Stinec is out, Ryan Stinek, and then Phil Maton all, all will leave to be via free agency. And Josh Hader, though, is asking for a contract that is greater than that of Edwin Diaz, they can the abs- Mets closer who never got to pitch last year because of his post-game celebration in the World Baseball Classic. I, I think the Astros can absorb it. They, they unlike, they're loaded. From an offensive standpoint, the they Astros? still got all two. Still they, a good team. They yeah. still got Bregman. They still got uh, Tucker. You know, they they got they still got uh, uh, Alvarez. I mean, they got the offense. They got the starters. They were one game away last year. Right. Look, they lost Game Six and Game Seven at home. Yeah. to Texas. I, I, or they would have been right back in the World Series. I think Hader makes some sense there. Okay. 
Well, we'll see. Blake Snell, not hearing a whole lot no. other than Yankees, and he turned them down, and that's it. I mean, you really? start looking at the, the, I mean, Seattle, his hometown, that, that's got to be a fit. But I, they don't have the money he wants. I'm more and more yeah. inclined to believe that Blake is going to have to settle for less than he has earned. So if he, he has settles, earned a contract around Yamamoto, but I don't see it happening. Yeah. If he, so if if he settles, where are you settling at? You might as well. What go does to home. that settle That's look right. like? You might as well go home. You know, go is to it, Seattle. Is it a one year settle or is it a? I'm going to take less on a big deal. Like, Maybe he's waiting to see where his best buddy, Zach Levine's going to get traded and then try to go there. <laughs> he could. He could. Now, if he has a one-year deal and he pitches really well, I, here's the thing. I don't know how much better your season right. can go. Yeah, I don't think he should do that because he's not going to beat a Cy Young season. No, no. All he like, could do is equal it. Right. Like, I, What could happen better? And so you, you might be right, Chris. I mean, or... One of these teams blinks. There's always that possibility. Right. Now I don't know if they blink in the so in him. the. I don't think they blink in the value of three hundred, or maybe even two hundred. I mean that's what he. Seemed. What would his price have to come down to for the Padres to all of a sudden be interested again? Is there anything? I don't know. No, probably not. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. That's going to happen. I don't know. We can dream. It would be nice to have that arm back. I'd love to have rotation. Blake back. Yeah, that I mean, would be he's, nice. just, he's like the best guy. I mean, he's just funny. When he's, <laughs> he's almost he's, unintentionally he's, funny. He's, he's just a, funny. His personality is just comical. He's hilarious, and when he's throwing the ball like he did last year, it's actually it's really fun to watch. Yeah, love to watch that guy. Yeah, although he drove me crazy at times because was, he walks so many guys. Yes, that drive me crazy. Wait. But after a while, I started to realize that it it's not going to matter. <laughs> exactly. But usually exactly. it matters. Usually if you walk that many guys, somebody finally sticks one in the gap and you give up three runs. But never happened to him. Credible. Apparently uh, Adam Duvall between two teams right now. Red Sox and Angels. Adam Duvall is about old. <laughs> did you guys see uh, – we didn't talk about this Monday, but did you guys see the Giants brought back uh, Dusty Baker? I did, yeah. Hired him as a, a special assistant to the front office. Bob Melvin will appreciate the input, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he will. Bob, he you actually know? will probably appreciate that input. Bob yep. Melvin's smart enough to get input from guys who know stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they also finished their deal with Jordan Hicks, so that's official now. I guess it wasn't official until today or something. Thank you. You're welcome. Can we go back to iRobots or the, um, no. the Roomba? Because no. Okay. Why? Why? Uh, because my theory is actually more than a theory. It is a major news story on the internet back in August of 2022 because everybody's saying the same thing. Amazon bought Roomba so that they can map millions of homes around the United First States. First of all, everyone's not saying it because 99% of the population doesn't even know about it. Wired has an article out about it. Bloomberg does. Vice does. Wow, that's um, everyone. You're right. The Verge does. It's everyone. BuzzFeed does. Gizmodo does. That's a, those are lots of big time. Oh yes. websites. Same websites that reported on Iron Eagles argument with Mike Fratello. I don't think Wired reported that, but they might have. What, Tony? Nothing. You were about to say? No, no, no go, go, nothing. go, go. Nothing. I got nothing. 
Okay. All right, I'll stop my Roomba thing, but when a Roomba attacks you guys, don't you come attacks running to me. me. Don't you come running to me. Well, well first a, of all, I have to own that, one. Yeah, well, what does that look like, a Roomba attacking you? Just like rolling on your foot? Yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Have you again ever been hit by a Roomba? It's, yeah, it doesn't I, feel great. I have. It, it you don't, doesn't you don't, feel great. You don't feel much. It hit me in the ankle one time, please. and I was like, oh, please. Oh. How many people out there, before we started talking about this, knew what a Roomba, Roomba was? Oh, a lot of people. I knew what it was, only because I've seen one before. The actual company. I name thought it was a dance. Is iRobot? <laughs> but do you know? Do you know who? Uh, Hit the Roomba. The Roomba maker. <laughs> that is a good one, Chris, because it does sound like a dance. Um, the Roomba maker started as a robot maker for the United States military, and then decided they're going to make. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then they decided I'm still to do make... my own research they... on this. You won't, but <laughs> <laughs> this, they started well. making consumer products twenty years ago, and now Amazon finds a way to get into your house even more so. how do you live and like the this? next time you need an item know. you'll go to amazon and order it <laughs> in just like the rest big of us facts probably not who's going to the hall of fame next tuesday we will all find out the 2024 baseball hall of fame vote is upon us who will join the likes of tony gwynn and the rest We can discuss that and other things when we come back after a check of traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Hall of Fame is, uh, or I should say nominees, inductees, will be coming here shortly. Who gets in? Seen some uh, Gary Sheffield, seen some Todd Helton. You, seemed, uh, some, you seem pretty big uh, on Sheffield. I am. Gaining steam I do. of late. I, I think he, he's he's deserving of getting in. Hope you're right. Uh, you got to go ahead, scrape. Oh, <laughs> your camera, Chris. He was over here looking like he was bringing a plane in. Again. It's nearly <laughs> It's amazing because we've got Montgomery Field right over here. And planes fly overhead all day long, landing. It's amazing none of them have caught wind of one of Scraby's signals. 
Um, Tried to pull into the studio. No, I I think people just finally saw how incredibly hard it is to get Chris's attention when he's sitting three (laughs) feet from you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so you you, you had something on on the, uh, the Hall of Fame in particular, didn't you? No, oh, not really. I, I really <laughs> meant to promote the 30-mile zone, which I believe Scraby had put together for today. Yes. Ah, yes, and yes, I erroneously yes. uh, went Hall of Fame Went Hall of Fame on you. So. It's all right. We have time to talk about the Hall of Fame, but we got a couple stories we could talk about here in the 30-mile zone. Is the 30-mile zone got an open yet? No, it's coming. Yet. It's coming. It's coming. Coming. It's coming. Um, All right, let's start with uh, something that I completely forgot to do on our show yesterday, and I'm really mad at myself because, uh, whoops, I couldn't hear it. Sorry. I'm sure you've all seen this video by now, but Todd Bowles, the head coach Mm. of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was fielding questions from reporters, and then an unfortunate question was asked. And Todd Bowles, I will say this, he handled it like a professional. Here it is. Looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to drop to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> He's a sweetheart for answering that yeah. question. That i got to believe that the poor lady who asked it had to, her, her she heart was crying sank in her so skin. fast. Oh, yeah, it had absolutely. to. Absolutely. As soon as he answered. Yeah, it's, uh, but he, well, he handled he it with so much care. We're in a dome, right? But his eyes are hilarious because he goes, because he's like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But hey, I made this joke last night in the Scravy Show. He answered the question better than you guys answer some of the big five questions. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's true. The questions you ask are similar to I that one. I figured that was coming. I figured that was coming. Ran right into that Throwing one. Chris, what's the most, have you ever told your most embarrassing moment? Because last night I told mine with the Mike McCoy thing. But have you ever had, like, have you ever told your most embarrassing question moment or media moment? I don't know what it is. The only thing that comes to mind is I asked Larry Boa once when he was manager of the Padres why he attempted to steal a pitcher, Mark Davis, a relief pitcher at that, and put him in a hit and run. And uh, the batter swung and missed, and Mark Davis stole the base anyway. And I asked Larry Bo, I said, boy, it was your night. Everything was going your way. And he lit into me. Oh, Oh, you can't say that to Larry. Larry said, well, what do you mean? You think I I ran him because I thought he was just going to get thrown out? I mean, that was not the strategy. But anyway, he turned it all around. He I, apologized I, later. Actually. I could see Larry. Larry being got quite furious with the question. With he didn't like. Question. He didn't like the fact that I was calling him out on starting a relief pitcher in a hit and run. <laughs> but he did apologize later. Oh, actually, nice of he, him. Did for Larry. he saw me. Yeah. I saw him in the hallway, but he undressed me for a few minutes. My other most embarrassing moment was not me alone. It was just standing there. For 20 minutes in the Dodger office of Tommy Lasorda, oh, yeah. Yeah. waiting oh. for him to answer any question or for somebody to even ask him one after the Dodgers had lost a particular ball game. They I mean, scared. that was 20 of the, those were Everyone was scared. And I mean, <laughs> terrified. There was guys like Plaschke in there. There was national reporters. There was L.A. Times beat writers who'd been around the Dodgers for years. No one 
had the guts to ask him a single question. It's the most uncomfortable 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> just dominating you guys in there. Dominating. Not saying a word. <laughs> he didn't say a word, and no one asked him. So anything. wait, you guys just stayed in there and just looked at each other for 20 minutes? Tony, I kid you not. It was, it was 20 <laughs> minutes of stare down. Lasorda sat behind his desk. Wait, he's and looking there was, at you guys? And you yes, and there was 15 of us standing in his office, maybe 20. <laughs> That and is, no one asked a single question. That is strange. For, for those who And are, it was a try- Saturday afternoon in July. I mean, they lost, but it wasn't like a playoff game or anything. For those who, who may be trying to visualize this, back at that time, you you went into the the you know, you know, now you see like these big walls with the with the right. team stuff. They do that in an area. You have to go into their office, right. which is a little small Into the manager's area. office, right? And Everybody the, kind of crams their way in there. And then somebody goes, you guys ready? And then somebody fires off a question. Somebody throws so a question So you guys are just out. standing sure. there looking at, at Tommy. He's looking at you guys. He's looking at us, daring us to ask one. I wasn't going to do it because I was a fill-in writer for the Pasadena Star News. That's I certainly crazy. wasn't going to open up the festivities. That's crazy. But no one asked him a question for the longest time. And it was it was like so nerve wracking. So man. for twenty minutes, no one asked questions, and y'all just walked out. I think no. Somebody finally, you know, piped in with a you know, like the most hesitant question you've ever heard, <laughs> and then he growled at them, and then <laughs> answered. A it. few more questions came in, and he growled at those, and everybody left. Lasorda was wow. tough, man. That is tough. That is tough. tough. All right. Nice. Last night, LeBron James was being questioned by the questioned. He was being asked questions by the media, and he was multitasking because his son Bronny was playing for USC on TV. Here's a little bit of that audio of what LeBron was doing during that. A rhythm for that, so um, it's good. Pull it. Sorry. Good. Pull, Pull it. it. Shoot. Oh, good pass. Shoot. That's the fucking ball, man. How was, How How was Bronny working in that game? All right, so there you go. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. He was answering a question there and he inserting. Was. He said, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. Certain thing. That he, was funny. he did. Uh, so I, I've i been hearing this a lot lately, but LeBron wants to hold out until he can play one season with Bronny. Listen, if the man is averaging over 25 like this, for he could, if he's playing anywhere in close to this, he's got a legitimate chance to play with his son. Why should he not stay, keep playing? He's one of the best players in the league at this point, is he not, Scrape? He is. Oh yeah, I mean, so, yeah. I, I wasn't saying. And he why shouldn't do he it. dream of playing with his son? I didn't say any of this. Oh, all little, right. Little Bronny was a uh, eleven six and five yesterday, but he did have five turnovers. Can he? Ooh. And they've got the freedom in the. Uh, I, I can't remember all the rules now. Could he? Declare for the NBA after this year? Yes, you have to have one year of college or one year outside of high school. All right, so he could declare. Is he? He's not that good. Though, I don't is think he? he will. I don't think not he will. Not good enough yet, is I, he? I think, I think LeBron has kind of made that, insinuated that Bronny's on his own destination. Like, he's not in any rush to get anywhere. He, he wants to get better. All right. So we'll good see. for him. Good for him. All right. Not sports related, but this was uh, something that happened on a flight in India. It was, a, I think, it was Spice Airlines, a low budget airline, is what it was referenced as in the um, uh, article I read. But a man went into the bathroom 
Couldn't get out of the bathroom for hours. What do you mean couldn't get out? Hours? The the door was jammed. Oh, my God. And he could not get out of the bathroom for a couple hours. The flight was relatively short, but he was stuck in it the entire time, and they, they couldn't get in, and so they passed a note under the door to tell him what was going on, and here's what the note said. Sir, we tried our best to open the door. However, we could not open do not panic. We are landing in oh a few minutes. Oh, my God. I so please close the... I, I, I think she's talking... This is the, the Please toilet. put your seatbelt on. <laughs> no, so please close the lid and sit on it and secure yourself. As soon as the main door is open, engineers will come. Do not panic. Oh, my God. Two- I would have been in there full panic mode. I mean, That's you're going to get out of there. Nah, that, you know how small that area is? It's kind of, it is small, but it would on, be kind of nice. Just no, not to there's be around nothing everybody. nice about being stuck in that bathroom now, for, for hours. Have you been caught in an elevator once uh, at all in your life? In Tony this Gwynn building? Oh, oh, yeah, yes. And you I, have. I'm not you a, didn't do well. I'm not a fan. I got to knock something. I've never been caught in an that's elevator. That's my... It sure seems like it should happen at some point, fear. but it hasn't. It's one of my fears. To me. I, maybe it happened to you here? In this building, before they got the new like key card system, you would have to do something. You have to hit in a code just to get the elevator to work, but if you entered the wrong code too many times... It would lock you in there? It locked the elevator and turned off the power in the elevator, and oh I'm not joking. God. So I did this, and I was in the, <laughs> the dark <laughs> for like 20 seconds, and I, I had that panic ra- oh. rising me like, I'm stuck here. No one is here. It was after like a Padres game, so it was like 11 p.m. or something. That's a that's a that's a nightmare. I, a nightmare. I, if I get stuck in the elevator, I just I, I just hope that I can see out outside. Like how many certain, can you see out? Certain, oh, like an outdoor elevator. There's certain elavators oh, that, that would we freak travel me out to. Even the more. odds of that seem to be pretty minimal. It, I do. must say they do. <laughs> they that do. would freak me out even more because being stuck in a metal cabin. I don't even know. It just that would oh, it's make giving me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. It's right better now. than being stuck in a flying coffin, which you are yes. stuck in many. I times. don't like that either. Yes. yes. My final story. Jason Kelsey. Oh, we got to tell why Kels Kelsey as well. I teased that earlier. Uh, Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles. He actually did something really cool. He went through his local McDonald's drive-through, and one of the employees there that is a. Uh, she was he, waiting for him. Waiting for him, and he gave her a jersey with uh, his autograph on it. So he went through the drive-thru just for that. They got a cool little picture. And uh, what do you think he, he ordered? filet of fish It was Mac. the morning. Oh, oh. He ordered a uh, sausage, sausage McMuffin with egg. I know, but it'd be funny if he ordered a Baconator. Two hash browns. You are actually... Close, Tony. I mean, you're basically spot on. Two sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffins. Same thing. With a coffee. So, Oh, no no so, hash browns. Staying away from the carbs. Yeah, well, he's probably retiring, so he's got to watch <laughs> his figure Kelsey now. is an NFL offensive lineman. You're telling me two sausage sandwiches? I'm you, he's got to watch his figure now. Because he's got satisfied to, he his He actually appetite? said that he is not officially retired. He did say that, but he... I'll, I mean, I'll let him retire himself. You but, should. Uh, Tony, why... Could their name actually be Kels instead of well, Kelsey? That's what, that's what Papa Kels said. The, they, they, the father. Their name is actually Kels. But their father, as he said, go buy whatever you want to go buy. That's <laughs> what I, I love. He said, that's what I did. <laughs> Which I love. Because <laughs> when you have a weird name and no one knows how to pronounce it, just let them call him. Seems to be a little late to change that. It does. They've got a lot of good, good, good mojo with the I Kelsey. I remember Tony Dorsett came into the NFL as Tony Dorsett. Mm. But he changed it right away. 
So there was no Joe Theismann's original name was Theismann. He changed it to Theismann because it rhymed with Heisman, and he thought he was going to win that award when he was at Notre Dame. <laughs> it's a very jock thing to do. <laughs> but, Didn't work out for him. Uh, who else had it? I think, remember when Tyrod Taylor? It's actually Tarod Taylor. Right. I remember when you tried to make oh, it Devonta. Gosh. I knew you were going to bring that Devonta up. Smith. I still have heard people say Devonta. <laughs> you have not heard anybody Marcus say McNeil. Devonta. Next time we have him on, you should ask him, because Marcus was the one who said, in the South they say Devonta. So, well, he hasn't. And, he hasn't said that he wants a Devonta yet at all. You're right. Bijan Robinson is not Bijan Robinson. Bijan. It's Bijan. Yeah. But he said he didn't care. His mom really cares, though. Oh well. Help, anyway, help mama. There you go. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, if you missed it, Spiro Ditas joined us. Great interview. You have a chance to hear it next on Gwen and Chris. That's another one. My goodness. Tony's dad went to a big-time high school, bigger than mine even. Long Beach Poly. Long Beach Poly. We were just looking up Snoop Dogg uh, for some reason on Internet. <laughs> because he he was offered, I'll just say it, uh, Tony brought up this story in the break that Snoop Dogg was offered uh, money by OnlyFans to put up um, content, and he said no. <laughs> what kind of content? Uh, nude content. <laughs> Adult content. I do not need to see Why anything. does he go to Snoop Dogg for these kinds of things? <laughs> they go to Snoop Dogg for everything. They do. They it just, it doesn't, doesn't have to be those kinds of things. How is he? He ought to really be write the book. You need a corona. On how to be. Snoop Dogg's got you. Right. He ought to write the, the book on how to be important in any walk of life. Any walk. Because there is nothing... He is accepted in every circle. It's incredible how cool you are if you can include Snoop Dogg (laughs) in that particular... Greatest. ...item. He is amazing. What what, You guys know better than me. Did he start out as just any old rapper? Did he jump on the scene? Did he have a couple of big hits? What made him Snoop Dogg? Because now I know what he is, but I didn't know how he got there. He jumped on the scene uh, with Deep Cover which was a, a, a movie that he would, did a soundtrack on, and his voice was just so unique okay. that people were, were enamored. And then he, I think it was nothing but a G thing after that. He, he was, he was, he largely came to stardom before he even had a, an album, album out. Yeah. And then when his album came out, it was all she wrote. You got to watch Straight Outta Compton, Chris. It tells you all about the Snoop I saw Dog. that movie. But I don't recall you the whole Briefly tells you a little tiny bit about Snoop. I just remember Snoop Dogg feeling like he was just a lazy pothead, and that's all I could think of. But, man, that changed quickly. He's definitely not and lazy. He just be, right? No, but, you know, I mean, that's... He well, might that be was, a pothead. That, you know, back in the day when, you know, when, when you're talking about pot in the 90s and 80s, that was kind of the, you know, the, Those the assumption, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you know, you're just a lazy dude who just smokes pot all day. But Yeah. Certainly not lazy. But, but your dad shares nothing with your life. Your dad shares Long Beach Poly alumni. There's a lot of them with Carl Weathers, the uh, boxer and Rocky, who and also San went to San Diego State, State alumni. Yeah, yeah. Deshaun Jackson. I mean, on and on. Chase Hutley, Mercedes Lewis, Milton Bradley, Cameron Diaz, Cameron, Billy Diaz. Jean King, and at the top of the Long Beach Poly list, Craig Elston. Did he go to Long Beach Poly? Also a Jack Rabbit. Yes, he did. That's what they are. That's what they are. All right, Scraby Chronicles are coming up at the top of the hour before we get to that traffic in today's interview with Spiro Didis, one that I enjoyed doing quite a lot. 
Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Chris. Thanks, guys. Hey, Tony. Hey, you know what? That's that's very sweet of you to say. Luckily, I had a couple of buffers in between me, so I can't I can't say I replaced Chick. But um, tip of the cap to Paul Sunderland and yeah. you know some of the guys that were ahead of me. But man. I've said it many times, best six years of my life in terms of, of my career, incredible, and uh, just, just great, great memories. Yeah, I mean... But I appreciate the kind words. Oh, man. I mean, you, you did a great job. Yeah. I mean, under almost impossible circumstances, because Chick Hearn, Tony and I will say, and I think you're probably right there with us, that he's maybe the greatest broadcaster of all time in any sport, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's on a short list, like Chick and Vin. <laughs> Vin, yeah. He's on a short I, I don't list. even... I don't, uh, to be honest, I don't know who else you could put on the list. You know, just like the the flair and the theatrics of their call, because there's been the like, great, great announcers, but I don't know. There was just like um, uh, there was just something different about them. You know, I mean, they created the vocabulary, the sport, yeah. but yeah. the the melody of their voice, it was just it was just different. It really was. Yeah. I, how did you just? I mean, I don't got off a little on a tangent here, but how did you broadcast Laker basketball? without feeling like you wanted to repeat some of the phrases that Chick Hearn made famous. Because I do some women's college basketball for San Diego State, and, I mean, every now and again I want to say that one of the players is yo-yoing up and down <laughs> or you know, doing one of Chick's phrases, and I have to kind of stop myself because that belongs to him. Yeah, you know, I, I knew I, – I, I talked to a ton of people who were here in L.A., and I think I got really good advice, and they all said, listen, like, don't, don't try to do chick. Like, don't, don't be that guy who comes in and steals his, his, his phrases and his calls. So I think early on, my, my approach was just, just be me, you know, just, just call the games the way I've, I've come up listening and, and, and develop my style. And, and that's all I really tried to do, to be honest with you. And the best, the best part of the six years for me, aside from just, you know, calling games and meeting Kobe and, and being on a plane with these guys and getting to know them and calling NBA finals. The best part for me was like finally getting the acceptance from mm. the fan base. Because in the beginning, I remember like the first year, you know, this was like pre Twitter. So I'd go on the message boards and like, you know, what are they saying about me? And I, I'm getting <laughs> shredded. Like, who is this guy? Who, I, I couldn't even pronounce my name. Like, where did they find this kid? He's the worst. He's terrible. So I'm just like, I mean, I was, it was pretty devastating because, you know, you're the young guy and you want to be accepted. So, like, after, towards the end of that first year, I think that started to turn. And then, and then Laker fans by the end, I mean, it was, it was pretty emotional leaving. Yeah. Um, but I felt like the connection had been made. And that was, that was really, really cool. Yeah, you're pretty, pretty bold man, Spiro, getting on the message board at that time. No kidding. I, 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 oh, dude, it was, <laughs> it was not, it was not good for my ego. I, 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 I want to ask, let's fast forward to, to now. I mean, you, you were at the pit last week, uh, watching our Aztecs, uh, take one on the chin at, at New Mexico. The pit just seems like a difficult place to play. What is it about that place that seems to make teams, you know, uncomfortable in that in that arena? Well, the way the way it's configured, obviously, it's it's built down uh, pretty pretty deep. You know, you you literally walk down a tunnel. I mean, there's there's yeah. there's really no place like it. Um, it's it's not uh, it's not very wheelchair accessible. I noticed too, and all the restrooms when you got want to go from the court at halftime, you got to like literally walk up a tunnel, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. But it's the the seat configuration is really intense. I mean, the the first row of seats are like butted right up against the court, and so that when that place is juiced up and sold out like it was last weekend, 
you know, it's pretty intimidating for, for a road team. There's a reason why their home record has, has consistently been good, even during seasons where they haven't really been at their best. Um, that's number one. Number two is the altitude. And I know, you know, teams like San Diego State have been in this conference. They've, they've played, you know, they've played multiple games at Colorado. They, they, they're used to these kinds of environments. But when you mix the intensity of the atmosphere and the altitude that you have to fight through physically, I think those two combinations make it really, really challenging to play. And, and Brian, you know, when we met with him the day before the game, Brian Dutcher, he, he knew what they were up against. You know, no matter how much you prepare psychologically, it's just a tough place to win. So I think when you can steal one there, it's, it's, it's an accomplishment for your team. Spiro Didis, great broadcasters, our guest here on uh, Gwen and Chris. Spiro, uh, what did you think of the Aztecs? I mean, I know they lost this particular game, but you watch college basketball around the country. You did the tournament. We know they were in the final two last year. What do you think of this team? What do you think of this conference? Because I think it's still getting badly overlooked by the na- you know the national media to a certain extent. I think very similar on both questions. I think the team has a potential to have another deep run through March. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think they're going to win the national championship, but I think the potential is there. And the same thing with this conference. And and look, if I'm one of these teams in this conference, I, I let them overlook us. You know, yeah. let them continue to 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 have us as an afterthought. Um, you know, it's it's. I, I think this this conference has proven now that it's legit. And and it's not just a one or two bid situation anymore. I mean, last year, what, there were four teams in? I think it could easily be four, maybe even five teams in with the way things are shaping up. I think New Mexico now is starting to come around as they start to build, to, to build their tournament resume. Um, this game this weekend is going to be huge. I mean, San Diego State, I love their makeup. A little bit different in terms of some of the new blood that they have. But, you know, I, I think now to have success in March, guys, and, and this is interesting with college basketball. Five, ten years ago, it was the one and dones. You know, it was the Kentuckys. It was these teams that have the, the blue chip freshmen that come in and change the makeup of your team and, and help you to, to make a deep run. Now you want to have those veteran guys. You know, you want to have those fourth and fifth year seniors. And, you know, now, my God, it's like sixth and seventh year seniors on some of these teams. And I think San Diego State has that box checked. The one interesting thing that Dutch told us last weekend was, how quickly can I incorporate the new pieces mm. to a point where we can have a, a you know the kind of march that we're hoping to have? You know, kids like Reese Waters who are uber talented, you know, but can they continue to perform at this level um, when, when the games get for real towards the end of February and, and, uh, and obviously into March? You know, that's that's a big question mark. But Ladie's incredible. You know, you've got your star to build around, and I just really like the makeup and the structure of the team and, and, you know, the way that they defend and all the things that they've done under, under Dutch since you've taken over. Spiro, he just joins us here on Gwen and Chris and, and Spiro, you mentioned Dutch and the job he's done programming. Uh, I would venture to say, and most of us out here would venture to say they're starting to put themselves on the same type of level as a Gonzaga, not in one of these major conferences, but certainly a team you have to deal with. Is that starting to resonate outside of of here in San Diego? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're I think they're just about there, to be honest with you guys. And and the other thing they've got going for them is is geography. I mean, who doesn't want to go to San Diego and, and hmm. spend four or five years uh, as a as a college athlete? Yeah. The challenge that they're going to have, and the challenge that even a Gonzaga still has, is just the NIL. You know, mm-hmm. as this as this thing continues to evolve. 
you know, can you get the type of players that you need to consistently get? But the other interesting thing that Dutch told us, and, and he said this is something that he figured out, and, and even Mark Few has told us this, like all of these schools, um, you know, everyone wants to go for the top guy, you know, the A1 type player, the blue chip player. But I think these coaching staffs have realized that, you know, if we go to the, the next rung of player, sometimes it's, it's better for the long-term growth of a team. Uh, because as Dutcher told us last weekend, it's, you know, sometimes y you think you have something on paper and then, you know, sometimes with the, the A1 type players, it, it doesn't gel as quickly enough. And, and I don't know, they're, they're recruiting. It's just the, the way that they put the puzzle together every year, it seems to work. And I know the, the transfer portal is crazy. And sometimes it's just like, you know, every man for himself and you just grab who you can grab. But I think there's been real thought at least with, with, with Brian and Mark Few and some of these teams, is how do these pieces fit? And, and I think you're seeing that in the results. And, and now I think over this next month and two months is when Brian and his staff really try to figure out and tinker with the rotations and, you know, how is this going to look, you know, with the money on the table as, as we get close to, to March Madness. Spiro Didis, our guest, how much of a favorite day of the year is, is is it for you when it's your NCAA tournament day and you're doing four games in one day? Or is that crazy preparation-wise and almost – I mean, to me, I would just feel like I'm in heaven. But it's got to be tough as well. I mean, you guys all do an amazing job when you get that assignment. Oh, thanks, man. You know what? There's nothing like it. There, there's, I would say March Madness, the NBA playoffs – were awesome, and then um, you know, and NFL playoffs are th those three things. But but the tournament's the tournament, all right. I mean, it's that first day, that first full day of the tournament. There's there's nothing quite like it, you know. Certainly not for us doing this in our in our business. We get the assignment the evening of Selection Sunday, you know. So we all watch the show at home, like like all you guys, and then eight o'clock, nine o'clock Eastern time, we get the call from CBS. You know, this is your this is your bracket, this is your site, and then immediately. I tell my wife, like, I'm, I'm locking the door in the office in the house, like, just put a pot of coffee on and you just start cranking, you know, you just start grinding. Yeah. I, I will say the first couple of years, I mean, it was so overwhelming with the prep. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't turn my brain off at night. So I'd like from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or excuse me, from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of like that week leading up to the tournament. I almost had to like, I don't know if I say this on the air, I had to take like a sleeping pill to be able to sleep at night because I couldn't turn my brain off. But luckily now I've gotten to the point where, you know, you learn how to prep. I mean, that was like yeah. almost a, a, just a learning experience in and of itself for me, talking to guys like Ian Eagle and Brian Anderson, like guys who've been my mentors in the business. So I, I've gotten to a point now where like I'm mentally and psychologically just in a better place. And then, so now I can enjoy it a little bit more. Whereas before it was just so, so nerve wracking. You're almost relieved to get through it. Now it's like I could actually enjoy the experience. And waking up on Thursday or Friday morning, that first full day is like I've said it many times, like Christmas morning. That's what it feels like. Sparrow, one last one for me, and it's on the NFL side. We've got some decent matchups this week, but I think the one that everybody's going to be tuned into is the what is it, the third iteration of this Chiefs-Bills uh, uh, matchup between Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, do you think Josh Allen finally gets over the hump and, and, and beats Patrick this week? Man, you know, it's, it, this is, you feel like this is kind of like a do or die moment for them, yeah. you know, and, and who would have thought that they would be in this position to have a home playoff game 
against Mahomes and this Kansas City team based on on the way that their season was was pointing, you know, with about a quarter of the regular season left. But here we are. I mean, it's just it's been one of those wild seasons. I will say this is probably their best chance. Yeah. You know, the way things have have panned out, the way things have have laid out now on paper to get this home game in the divisional round now, you know, you're you're one one away from a potential Super Bowl if you can get past this weekend. And then you look at the other side, you got Tampa Bay, uh, Detroit on the one side, obviously Green Bay and uh, excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong bracket, but you know, aside from Baltimore, you know, this is this is a winnable side on the AFC, I think, for Buffalo. Yeah. You know, Houston obviously is beatable. Um they've proven, you know, that at times they can play with the Baltimore, but just in terms of like the ghosts for Josh Allen and Kansas City, I think this is it. You know, this is like one of those moments where you know in the career of a quarterback, you know, when he's all done, this this is one of the moments that we'll be talking about. You know, did he get over the hump or did he continue uh, to fail in the big moment, you know, in, in the pressure moments? And so this weekend, this game is, is as much about Josh Allen as, as anyone else on that field. Mahomes is who he is. You know, his legacy is secure. Yeah. Um, this is one that Josh Allen has to go in, and then we'll see what happens. Speaking of guys who came up big in big moments, Spiro Ditas did that when he uh, jumped onto those Laker broadcasts, now doing a great job for CBS. Uh, great having you on. Thank you, Spiro. I uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yes, I did really enjoy it. Indeed. I enjoyed the show today as well. I think we've come to the end of it. Tony so Wood Jr., well done. Tomorrow, our NFL picks at long last for the playoffs. Although I think you can guess who Scravey's going to pick in that Packer bang-bang game. Speaking of Scraby, he's coming up next with the Scraby Chronicles, another hour of entertainment for you. Roomba talk. More Roomba talk? Back-to-back Roomba days? No, no more Roomba talk. Wow. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear his daily gripe. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.